If you say yes to everyone and everything else, you probably can't say yes to your spouse, to your kids, to your priorities. And so sometimes you've got to say no so you can say yes. And what happens during the holidays, oftentimes we've committed to things in the past and there's this expectation that they will continue indefinitely. And so for us, when we got married, you know, it was like, okay, well, we can do this. But then you add kids, you're like, well, okay, now, you know, we can't do everything that we used to do before we had kids because now we have kids. Now we got bedtime and maybe some are sick and they've got their own activities and we want to have our own family traditions and memories. And if all you keep doing is just adding, you know, one or two meals, events, activities, traditions every year, you reach a point where December is the most brutal month of the year. Well, hello. Welcome to the Exo Marriage Holiday Collection with Mark and Grace Driscoll. We are on our second week with, as we go through pray, plan, pivot, we did pray. We talked about in the first episode, yep. during the holidays, you probably need to pray more than any other season of the year. And now we're going to talk about your favorite topic, planning. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, so during the holiday season, if you don't intentionally get your schedule and your budget put together, you and your spouse are going to have a lot of conflict. You're going to miss each other. You're going to frustrate each other. You're going to um, hurt one another. You're going to uh, overspend and you're going to feel lonely. How do we know that? Because we did it for about the first 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after 12 years of failing at this, this is just our personal uh, testimony. Yes. And so, especially early on in our marriage, uh, we would have very full lives. We were both working a lot, and then we added kids, and then added a, and then added the church and ministry and uh, other people and all these things. And then the holidays would come, and we didn't do a good job of intentionally planning out our schedule and our budget. And you were usually pretty good with the money, so we can be honest with them here at the Real Marriage Podcast. Which one of us is the spender? Which one of us is the saver? I would be the saver and you would be the spender. Yeah. And so I would save and you would spend it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for saving all that money. I'm going to go spend it. So so, so we needed to get on the same page financially. Yes, we did. What are we buying for whom? And, and, and you got to make decisions as a couple, like who are we buying gifts for and who are we not? Well, we're both generous. And so that, that list can be really long, but considering the budget, we also have to, you know, not be, we have to be good stewards with yeah. the money that we have. Well, and this time, I mean, you know, right now inflation is up and most people's income is down and the future doesn't look good. And for some people in the past, it was, well, we'll put Christmas on the credit card and pay it off. But with interest rates right now, that is not a smart idea. Right. right. And so, you know, you've got to figure out this is literally what we can spend and this is who we can buy for and what we're going to buy. Mm -hmm. And you've got to kind of stick to that. Otherwise, you're going to create a lot of stress in your marriage, mm -hmm. especially if both of you are just, you know, spending and then the bills mm -hmm. come due for the credit cards in January. Um, that's when you're going to need to go spend some money for marital <laughs> therapy and conflict resolution. So part of it is the budget and part of it is the list of who actually we're going to buy for. And, and let's talk about this then, but what can blow the budget is 
somebody gives you a gift, true or false, you didn't plan on giving them a gift. Now you feel obligated like you got to do something. <laughs> well, some of the time what I did with that was during the year, I would buy really cool things that were kind of a general gift. They were a nice gift, but they were on massive clearance. And so I would try and stock up on a few of those items. Like, I remember, a lot of candles. A three-wick beautiful candle. Back then, that was like the rage, and everybody loved them. And I would get them on clearance, clearance, clearance. And then that way, I would have something nice to give to someone if, you know, that was the case that they gave to us. And yeah, usually there would, you also would do like gift cards and, Mm -hmm. you know, some simple things that you would be collecting throughout the year so that when the holidays came, if we needed a, in case of emergency, break glass (laughs) gift, you had one standing Extra by. Extra box of chocolates or whatever, yeah. yes. <laughs> so so there's the planning of the budget, and the tougher one is the schedule. Mm-hmm. So what additional things, I mean, we all know what they are, but just remind the listeners, the additional things that just put themselves on the calendar, and they're removable during the holiday season, and there's really nothing you can do about it. Sometimes you can control your schedule and say, well, we could do this here. We could do that there. When the holidays come, a bunch of things get put on your calendar that you don't have any control over, but you need to work around. Yeah. I mean, office parties, school activities, um, church activities, they're kind of set. We can't say, well, can you do that another night for the 100,000 people that are coming? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think I wasn't aware of that going in. I was just kind of naive about planning in general. I think I was in denial that it was helpful. And so for a lot of years, I just felt like I'm just going to keep going with what comes in front of me. But that doesn't create peace and quiet in the home. It creates chaos because there's always something in front of you. And I wasn't able to discern even in the moment what was best to say yes to and what was best to say no to. And I wasn't good at saying no. And so for us, it created even more of an issue than if we had just sat down and said, you know what, these are our priorities for the holiday season. These are the things we know we want to do. And here's some margin in case some things come up. That would have been super helpful if I would have been able to see that and even initiate that. And so instead, we just kept getting frustrated because of course, more things come into the schedule. But I just didn't see it that way. I didn't know how to look down the line and plan for that. Well, and you, you're a hard worker. And so you would just stay up late. Yep. You just stay just up do it. very late. You'd be <laughs> like, well, you know, I didn't have time to wrap the presents or clean the house or return the emails. or. And I didn't believe in gift bags. I had to wrap <clears throat> the presents, make my bows so beautiful. I appreciate you bringing that up. Let's, <laughs> let's have this conversation about Christmas, Thanks, legal, Christmas legalisms. <laughs> when it comes to Christmas... We can all be a little legalistic in like, no, it needs to be like this. <laughs> yes. Tradition instead of maybe what's practical in so, this season so, of life. So we can just, you threw it out there and I'm going <laughs> to pick it up. So gift wrapping for you was? Yes, it, it was. And it can be a legalism still if I let it be. You wouldn't even let me try and wrap no. gifts. No, no. They needed to be beautiful under the tree. That was part of my gift was the outside of the gift. (laughs) And I had to have a bow. That I made. And if it was really good paper, we would have to save the paper. Well, I I don't remember that, but. Okay. Um, And so (laughs) for me, I I prayed about it and I feel like Jesus led me toward (laughs) gift bags. You just put stuff in the bag. 
Shazam. It's I didn't have that legalism for other people. It was just for me because it was the one area in creative art that I was It was your one arts and crafts project for the year. I was good at that one. Everything else in creativity, I'm horrible at. And I'm like, look at that bag. It's perfect. (laughs) And you just throw stuff in it. And if you want to seem real fancy, you put some tissue paper on the top. That's it. And that's fine for you. Yeah. My expectation of myself was, yeah, it was a legalism. Well, I tried to gift wrap and I, I thought I was going to lose my salvation. I mean, it was, <laughs> you're like, no, that needs to be like this and the angles like this. And, and tuck I think this. that can happen in decor. It can happen in the food, food for the prep. holidays. It can happen in traditions that you want to make sure happen, even if you don't even know why you're doing them anymore. And I think, you know, like I should have incorporated maybe learning about Advent. You would read through the scriptures and Luke 2 and different things during the time and the kids were memorizing things in school because they were in Christian schools. But I didn't personally um, focus on some of the things that I was so worried about the gifts looking perfect that I, I didn't um, prepare the kids as well as I should have. And in the later years, I did buy an Advent pack and I put the verses out, but it's it's later. You know, the kids are older. And so to get in those habits are great. But again, not letting that become a legalism. Being willing to flow with what the Lord shows you as you pray together as a family. What do we want our family traditions to be? We can bring things from the past, but maybe we don't want to. Maybe there's some good things. Maybe there's some things that don't make sense, and we don't want that to be a part of our current family. And so planning that, because all of that stuff takes planning, because if you do it last minute, it's probably off the shelves or the, you know, supplies for it are gone. Um, And so that's part of planning as well, is planning those traditions for your family and what you want that to look like to make it special for you, your marriage, your kids. And so on the planning side, so we have a shared calendar. We just Mm -hmm. did this, uh, was it? day or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and through we the holiday weekly. season, yeah, we, we, we weekly go through the calendar. We call it our sync meeting, S Y N C, um, <laughs> not our S I N K meeting. Somebody <laughs> said that they're like, what is the sync? I was like, no wrong sync. Um, and so we're trying to organize our calendar. So we do this weekly throughout the course of the year, usually on Monday to start the week. Um, but during the holiday season, sometimes you need to do this a couple times mm-hmm. a week mm-hmm. because things will come up that right. you didn't know about. Right. Like you said, here's the staff Christmas party. Here's some new deadlines for work to get year end work done. Here's the kids school schedule. Maybe they've got finals or they've got projects or papers. Okay, now we got to help them with that. Now they've got school activities or they're on a sports team and mm-hmm. it's year end sports mm-hmm. event you know, get together dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, you, like I say, you got church stuff and you're mm-hmm. like, so, you know, you're running women's Christmas dinner at Trinity church. So you've got two nights in December, but there's going to be, I don't know, almost a, 600, 600 women. <laughs> women there. And so you've got to plan that event mm-hmm. and we're going to be serving and, and, you know, we're in ministry. Some of you are in ministry. Some of you volunteer at your church. You've got Christmas Eve services or Christmas Eve Eve services. You're attending, you're serving. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes friends, they want to get on your schedule. They're like, hey, I'd love to take you out to lunch. I'd love to take you out to dinner. Uh, if it's a girl, you know, spa day. And if you're a guy and it's spa day, well, and you, you always, need new friends. You always did <laughs> you know. daddy dates. And I do I do Christmas tea with the girls. I take them out for a special time. So getting that on the schedule so stuff isn't booked up and you got to yeah. wrangle five different schedules, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then family too is thinking, hey, we're going to get together. We're going to mm-hmm. open presents, do dinner. Yeah. And, and daddy Christmas, Christmas day was always... 
top priority. Super priority for me. And I'd ask my girls, especially when they were little and I'll still do it, like, okay, you get a day with dad. Mm -hmm. You're going to get dressed up. I'm going to get dressed up. We're going to go do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And so we'd go out to usually a nice dinner. One of my daughters always wanted to go ice skating. Mm -hmm. And I'm just praying, God, let me live. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the only thing I know about ice skating is when you want to stop at the wall. That's all I know. So she wanted to hold my hand and go ice skating. I'm like, okay, I'm doing this, you know? And then we go out to dinner. We go out to dessert. They'd want to go see gingerbread houses or teddy mm-hmm. bear displays or go look at Christmas lights or go ride a carousel mm-hmm. or, or play. They or- go to a play. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting at the Nutcracker again, you know, again, <laughs> again. Um, and. And I'd buy him presents. I'd buy him a promise ring or take him out shopping or, you know, or take them out to go Christmas shopping. But for me, those were very sacred priority moments. Mm-hmm. And you only get a certain number of those when your daughters yeah, are little. Absolutely. So you want to make the most of them. Absolutely. And those are some of my favorite photos. And I'll get emotional talking about it. sweet memories for them. And then as they got older, they got a little more, well, sometimes a little more high maintenance. <laughs> like I'll never forget one year, one of the daughters was like, I want to go to California. I want to have dinner on the beach. I was like, oh. <laughs> Okay, we got okay, and we did. That takes more planning. Yeah, yeah, it did. Took more planning and took more finances, and it was like, okay, that's if that's what you want to do, like that's what I'm doing. But I got to get that on the schedule and get that in the budget, and so we did. But with that, sometimes the husband and the wife are both knowing about things that are going to be expected, but unless they're intentionally discussing them, putting them on the calendar, and planning them. You're going to have a lot. No, hey, where were you at tonight? Why didn't yep. I know this? Or, mm-hmm. hey, we're running late. I didn't understand. Oh, double booking. We're double booked. Why did we mm-hmm. agree to that? That's not a priority. Mm-hmm. We should have agreed to this. This is a priority. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the things you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, sort of reminiscing. Yeah. <laughs> And those words are echoing back to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just verbal processing. I'm reliving past trauma. That's great. And so for us, though, now we have learned, and I think we do better with getting on the calendar and really discussing. And yeah. if, if you're like, Mark, this is really important to me. It's like, okay, this is really important to me. But sometimes to say yes, you've got to say no. That's right. If you say yes to everyone and everything else, you probably can't say yes to your spouse to your kids, to your priorities. And so sometimes you've got to say no so you can say yes. And what happens during the holidays, oftentimes we've committed to things in the past and there's this expectation that they will continue indefinitely. Mm -hmm. And so for us, when we got married, you know, it was like, okay, well, we can do this. But then you add kids, you're like, well, okay, now, you know, we can't do everything that we used to do before we had kids because now we have kids. Now we got bedtime and Maybe some are sick and they've got their own activities and we want to have our own family traditions and memories. And if all you keep doing is just adding, you know, one or two meals, events, Mm -hmm. activities, traditions every year, you reach a point where December is the most brutal month of the year. Yeah. We did that with one of my family desires was to do Christmas away at the ocean after Christmas. And um, we did that and honored that for a few years into having a couple kids, but it just became unrealistic for us ultimately because of ministry and the challenges that come with the schedules that you can't change certain schedules. And that was our only real family break together with the kids off school. And and we needed to 
to bond and connect as a family, an immediate family, and not be five days with just my side of the family. And so we had to make that hard call several years into having, you know, made that a tradition. And those are hard decisions, but they're important decisions because then it pivots you in a way with your family that you need to plan differently and you need to then focus on what you want to do as an immediate family. But then, you know, take another couple of days if you want to spend with whatever sides of the family during another time of the year that works out if you choose to do that. But it was, those are the decisions that, again, you can plan for those every year and you need to look at your plan yearly for the holidays and make sure that you still want to keep doing that, that that makes sense for the, the health of your immediate family. And so number one, pray this episode plan next episode pivot. I'll close with one thing and then I'll close our time in prayer. What I always did, I had a file literally on my laptop because I'm a weirdo. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of the holidays, I would write out what worked and what didn't. Mm -hmm. So that, because otherwise it's 12 months later and you forgot, yes. like this did not work and I'm doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And and so, and here's what did work. And yes. so I kept a file of what worked and what didn't work. And I'd love to take the kids out for activities and Christmas lights and mm -hmm. listen to Christmas music and put your jammies on and get hot chocolate. And we're mm -hmm. going to go drive around the neighborhoods. I'm that dad. And so I would write down like, hey, this worked and this didn't. Mm -hmm. And then every year when we would go into our holiday planning, we weren't starting with a blank sheet of That's paper. Right. We were kind of gaining wisdom over time. And their ages had to be considered because... Yeah, now they there's an age six where they won't get tall. They don't want to put their footy jammies on, drink hot chocolate, and sit in the back seat as dad drives around reminiscing to Ben Crosby. And uh, and so I'll pray, and then we'll we'll talk about pivot in the last one. Lord, thank you, um, thank you for the Book of Proverbs that talks a lot about planning. Mm -hmm. And um, and God, some of those who are listening are they're just natural planners. That's how their brain works. They they're just architecting their life. They're organized. For others, Lord, that's not how they think. That's not how they work. But God, I pray for peace and unity in the home and in the marriage during this holiday season. I pray against the enemy of servants, their works and effects that want us to be annoyed or frustrated uh, or simmering against our spouse. I pray, as we talked about in the first episode, that they'd be praying for and with one another faithfully. And God, I pray for the planning, that they would agree, hey, this is what we're going to do and not do. This is what we're going to spend and not spend so that they could work together. And God, uh, just put a lot of grace on these marriages during the holiday season. And God, I pray it would be a holy season, a joyful season, a memorable season, a restful season. And Lord Jesus, thank you that you came into the busyness of a crazy, overwhelming, bustling world and you entered into it. And God, we just invite Jesus to do the same in this season in our lives mm -hmm. as the Prince of Peace and just bring that peace into our marriages and our homes, we pray in Jesus' good name. Amen. Amen. Amen.